Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vigela. Your feature is about to begin. Hello. How are you? Fine, how are you? Yeah, good. Weird to socialise now, right? I know. <laughs> no, I can actually go and like see people, have food made for me. Beautiful. Like drink outdoors, which is nice. Go to the pub. Uh, yeah, still can't go to the cinema though. I still can't. Yeah, I know. That's like the saddest thing for you and I. Oh yeah. Also, what else can't you do? Oh, can't go to cinema, can't go to... Can't We can't sit indoors. Yeah, so this is a bad film club. We talk about bad films, and I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanae Bagela. And this week we're talking about the horrendous 2019 film, Cats. Oh my god, I can't believe I made it through this film. <laughs> this is a film that I had no intention of ever seeing with my eyes. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to watch it. No, I saw the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, knew they were making it, saw the trailer, and it was like supposed to come... It came out around Christmas time, didn't it? December 2019. hmm So it was obviously trying to be one of the big Christmas blockbusters. Yeah. And I just remember the trailer getting ripped to shreds, and then it came out... Yeah. And it got ripped to shreds kind of again, but with <laughs> but more, because obviously people then see the film. I hated this film. It yeah. just... No, I think also caveat. This is the same with the musical. I haven't seen the musical, but I've seen like it's bad. It's also bootleggish kind of like vibes from it, and it's very hard to understand what's happening for a good amount of the time. So it only it did take me quite a while into the film to really understand the plot of it, and then there is no plot really. <laughs> There's no plot. There's no plot. No plot to this. I understand like the plot of it now. Yeah. But it's not clear at all because, and this is one of the faults of it, is that uh, it's a musical, as everyone knows. But it's a sung through musical, which means that the songs should be good enough to tell the story. um, And you should be able to understand what's the plot of it. But they don't do that, in my opinion. But it's because this film is based on a musical that also does not make sense. Because it's based on a book of poems by T.S. Eliot. Mm -hmm. Just like a book of poems. Mm -hmm. And then there's no contextual bridge between them. Yeah. So they just kind of went for it and <laughs> didn't have a framing device, which is the most ridiculous thing. This movie is a waste of film. I know. I know. I have so many like kind of gripes with it that I don't even know really know where to begin. Basically, it's set in London, around the street cats of London. They're called the Jellicles, or the Jellicle Cats, and they're like a gang. And essentially it centres around Victoria, who is this white cat who gets abandoned, and she is in an introduced this gang. And the whole point of it is to... They have the Jellicle Ball, which is where they have to go and impress... Um, uh, what's, the, what's the character's name? <laughs> they have to go and impress... Oh, Deuteronomy. oh, Deuteronomy, who is the leader, I say that in quotation marks, leader of the Jellicle Cats. And when she picks the the winner, I don't know, it's not the winner, but she... They have they basically have a ball and whoever wins, it's kind of like a little talent show. It's literally, that is, exa- that is exactly what I wrote. This film is just a talent show. <laughs> yeah. And then whoever wins gets sent off for a better cat afterlife. So he- it's called like Heaviside Layer. And it's granted a new life. And essentially yeah. in the Cats musical, that is essentially what they mean by heaven. Yeah. But it's very kind of ambiguous. ambiguous. It's yeah. kind of up to interpretation, which I guess sometimes in musicals that's worked. Something, but in this situation, it does not. It, it did no. not. <laughs> and it's, uh, but there's also magic in it. <laughs> yep. Uh, and essentially it's like the story of how they pick the next winner and the kind of storyline between that, whilst also the talent show being kind of sabotaged by one of the cats who wants to win. I think the 
plot of the film is very much hidden within kind of uncommunicated things like it doesn't it's not communicated well yeah. on screen at all so you literally could watch this not at all and not have a clue about what's happening also it sounds like a really lame plot I, anyway <laughs> i mean as soon as you said it i was just like it just sounds bonkers doesn't it yeah but why like it it none of it really makes sense to me because i just don't get the magic side of it like why does one cat have the power to like apparate yeah i don't know and like actual magic, like magician it's a magic, enigma onto like itself. Magic, like magician <laughs> yeah. magic, actually works in this unit. You know? yeah, Didn't get it. I know. Anyway, so opening things is that so it was directed by Tom Hooper, who did The King's Speech and Layman. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Danish Girl. Mm-hmm. So this is a what is this? Why why did he pick to do this? Who onboarded him for this film? Seems unlikely. And then the screenplay is by Lee Hall, who's the playwright who wrote Billy Elliot, the film, and Rocket Man. Mm. What? So they, the thing is, so both of these, the writer and director, have experience in musical films. Yeah. Because I knew it was a Tom um, Hooper film because I kind of, yeah. I think he does a good job in his other work. But Yeah, for sure. I think that's then the reason that this is a bad film is not really on them. It's I think it's literally because it's based off a musical that makes fuck all sense. But I really don't think the direction's that good either. And the screenplay's bad. Do you know what I mean? Like the way that this film is kind of set up, this dialogue and script don't make any sense. I know it's based on a musical that doesn't make sense, but there are ways to adapt a musical full screen that work. And we've seen it so many times. So I just don't understand what the decision with this was as to why they kept faithful to it, because it doesn't make any sense. I just don't think, I don't think it's translated onto like screen well enough, but then it's quite hard because it's like, it's just singing cats. And the and but I also do think even though it's really difficult, I do think that they picked the ro- the worst choices possible of the way to adapt it. Exactly because why did they not do it as an animated film then? That's true because they went through all this vitriol to make the CGI work and all this kind of stuff and do the scaling. Like we'll talk about sets later because I have a bone to pick with that. <laughs> but there's just all of these bizarre choices that are made. With the amount of money that they spent on it, why didn't they just have it animated and then use this ensemble cast in a way that is representative of their talent? Because I'm sorry, but they did J-Hud so dirty in this film. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. So there's always this argument with, like, musical films. Well, films that have been uh, adaptations that they never really Mm. use talent from musical theatre who have trained and studied. Yeah. So I... Obviously, I agree with what you're saying. I just wondered if, like, the way their choice is a bad choice anyway, but they wanted to get that dancing. Because I think, because the stage musical is very physical, isn't it? Because they're just, mm. they're acting like cats. And then in this, they're acting like cats, but then... But they walk on two legs. It's really They're deciding weird. when and when they feel like acting like cats and when they don't want to, basically. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And I wondered if they wanted to do it to show off the kind of physical talent from trained actors. But it was still, like... Oh, you sure. have all these professional, you have a professional ballet dancer who plays Victoria and yeah, you've got some theatre legends in there and then you've got Jason Derulo yeah. and Rebel Wilson at the same time, at the same time. So it's like, was this just, with these, and yeah, and Taylor Swift and with, with these cast, this cast was this, these moments or these choices were there to just sell it because maybe they weren't confident that trained actors in musical theatre were going to sell it enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But do you know what? I really like Francesca Hayward. I think she... Her face is crazy. Isn't it? Her face is... Although it really pissed me off that they made her look white because she's Kenyan-born. Kenyan, yeah. Can we not do that shit? Okay. I know. Anyway, I know. that's my... I guess it's... That's my big gripe. I wonder if... I mean, I agree, but I also wonder if... What was the thought process through that? Because the Victoria is a is is a white kitten in the story, in the original story. And I guess just to show kind of like, obviously to reference like, you know, purity and, you know, the, you know, mm. the gla- like being abandoned by a human owner and like, she's not dirty, like the, like dirty, like she's not street cat at the moment yet. And then, yeah, fine. but um, it is also like, did they not really, have to, did they not maybe sit down and think maybe we should change the colour of the cat? Who knows? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it, it just, yeah, it just made me really angry because they just made her look like a white person and I'm just like, but she's not white. Can we not, can we not do that? I thought they really picked and choose who they decided to fully cover in CGI fur and who they didn't. Yeah. Because I don't particularly <laughs> understand. I mean, also this was a very well-known problem with the film other than it was awful that the CGI was not consistent. So sometimes it looked like they had flat, at all. Like flat fur and then sometimes they actually looked like they had fur. And then whose idea yeah. was it to like animate cats but then have human faces? It just looked so funny and ridiculous. And also, why have they got hands? Why are they wearing shoes half the time? There's a number where Jace Derulo's like backup dancers are wearing trainers. Taylor Swift's character is wearing heels. What is happening? I don't yeah, understand. The amount of times I wrote down why they're wearing shoes in each scene. Ridiculous. <laughs> It's so stupid. There's too many. Like Judy Dench basically looks like she forgot to finish her like makeup before going on set because her <laughs> hands are just her hands, and she has a wedding ring on. Who knows? I feel like looking at pictures of the stage production, you can kind of understand costumes. Anything in musicals is like exaggerated, so the costumes are supposed to. Exaggerate, so especially Jennifer Hudson's character. She's supposed to be like mangy and essentially gross looking. But if you're going to do that, right, you have to kind of commit to it. Go full yeah. fog. Like, don't just exactly. go. And it really creeped me out that like it was cats wearing like fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it was like, oh, did they kill 100%. another cat? 100%. <laughs> it really creeped me out. I didn't like it. Also, exactly what you're saying about Jennifer Hudson's character. Because what they did was just wiped a bit of snot on her face to make her like gross. But in the, in a stupid way, if you're going to go for it, go for it. Don't go half ass for stuff like this. But then this is kind of a prime example of when musicals don't translate from stage to screen. Like there are some things that should be kept on stage. Yes. Yeah, we don't need every musical to be adapt- adapted into film. I will argue that musical theatre should be more accessible to people. And if that means like filming oh, a, filming a yeah. live performance and showing it on TV... Exactly that though. That's different, that's the, right? Th- that's different, and that actually is good. That's better. Yeah. Because that's like, I yeah. mean, they did that with Hamilton on Disney Plus, and that went down really well. And people were like, yeah. surely this should be how people get to be immersed in musical theatre because it's so stupidly expensive. And also in other countries, yeah. it's like, might cost the Impossible price of a ticket plus to. a flight yeah. somewhere. So, yeah, exactly. But yeah, okay. I just think that this is such a weird Andrew Lloyd Webber musical to make. Also, I just kept thinking about how we saw Andrew Lloyd Webber like two weeks ago. He was obviously he was walking down the Strand, which is where a lot of the theatres are, just like in his yeah, it's like next to the Lyceum Theatre where Lion King is. We're just like, oh, hi. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, I will say I do not like him. I do not like his work. There's not been one single musical he's written that I've enjoyed. (laughs) So I'm not like (laughs) an overly big fan of him. Anyway, yeah, he's very like him that much. He's very like traditional, and I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay. So we know that this is a terrible film, but why specifically do you think this is a bad film? I just think it's not. I think it's just a story that doesn't need to be told. Yeah, <laughs> like completely. Agree. I was trying to figure out how to word that without being sounding rude, but it's it's. I mean, you're allowed to be rude. It's. I think the impact of the musical is because it's so ridiculous, and there's a the performance on stage is so unique in itself because it's ma- yeah. It's one of the like it's the what the sixth longest running musical on stage. That's fine. Yeah. But the film didn't need to be made, and the film is bad because it doesn't translate well enough. And mm. the way that they did do it was bad because it was a bad choice of ad- adaptation. But again, I think when you adapt a musical for a screen, you're you're limiting yourself so much to the elements that theatre brings that can tell the story yeah. in a better way. So then this yeah. this is why the film for me felt really flat and felt very mm-hmm. like unenergetic yeah. when musicals inherently are very energised and very energetic and live and watching live music and live acting. For sure. And this completely just, like, didn't. I also, regarding the production, hated how much CGI was in it. It literally looked yeah. like it was filmed in front of a green screen the whole time and there was no real prop. Yeah. And it felt so disgusting. And you could tell yeah. that they were cutting corners with, like, the budget a bit with CGI <laughs> because they thought maybe people yeah. wouldn't notice. But then, like, the thing is they do notice. And they probably even, they probably noticed even more on a bigger screen in the cinema when they saw it because I watched it on my laptop, so... Yeah. yeah, I just think it's it's just not interesting. 
That's what I, I completely it. agree with you. All of that, everything that you just said, I really agree with all of that. And that, that really just hit me. A, why was it made? And B, there's this whole cultural running gag of cats being bad, like a bad musical, right? And people go to it because it's exaggerated. Because And it's like one of those shows, and I don't mean to be rude to anyone that's in any of them, but it comes across as like one of those that is always in a city because they're quite touristy and it's like always slightly cheaper. People go to have a good time, like it's kind of campy. But also the problem with it is that it's not campy enough for it to be like a cult classic. And some of it is just bad, like because there's no form, there's no plot, there's no narration. So it doesn't lend itself to a storytelling medium. So in whichever way that you try to kind of frame it, it doesn't work as a film adaptation because it doesn't hold that narrative structure. Whereas in theatre, when you go to the theatre, you go and you suspend your disbelief, you know? You can imagine that these actors are cats and that's the way that they move and they're all lithe and feline grace and all that kind of stuff. But in film, you're just preoccupied with how ridiculous it all is and how it's just not done to a standard, you know? Yeah. Whereas in a theatre, I feel like those things are forgiven because you go to the theatre not just for the show but for the experience atmosphere of it for the feeling in the crowd for all of those things that you don't get when you watch it on a screen you know yeah i agree i think that's where they really lost people because not only was it a terrible adaptation but it didn't make sense they tried to flesh out the story in a way that was not really that helpful and then it doesn't go as far as it needs to in order for it to become one of those like really good musical films yeah a film like this if they were going to do it they could have gone all out like rocky horror kind of vibe like really campy really over the top yeah but they didn't and it's a really weird choice because it's like they went serious i agree i also think that because it's the thing that keeps you entertained for like a two hour two and a half hour long musical in the theater is the energy Mm. and the thing that replaces that is the how ridiculous and kind of overwhelmingly bad everything <laughs> is because you're so yeah. over, you're so surprised and so taken back by just like because it takes you a while to adjust to the CGI like the design yeah. of the cats so then you're completely removed from the plot because you're not yeah. listening to the songs because again it's hard to listen to these songs when you're trying to figure out why everything is designed the way it is so and what's happening yeah and just what's happening so you're not 100 because like the film starts with victoria being chucked like she's in a bag and you just see the uh, feet of a woman chucking her into like an alley an alleyway yeah and then all these cats just swarm and look and they just start singing no introduction well there is there's introductions within the songs but you are very easily missed like you i could not tell if you had to make me look at the lineup of all the characters i would not be able to tell you the names of all of them because i definitely nope. missed most of them i just think when the audience is removed from the plot of the film you're gonna you've just essentially lost their interest within yeah. the first like five ten minutes so you're kind of yeah like, setting yourself up for failure anyway for sure and it doesn't make any sense the cats just start introducing themselves one by one in song and idris elba is inexplicably there trying to sabotage and i just don't believe any of it you know no it's 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 really jarring because it's there's a lot of like sensory overload within the first like Mm. 10 minutes because you're listening to songs you're looking at humanoid cats you're looking (laughs) at the settings and you're also slowly realizing that the film have have made a very big effort to do perspective very interest in a very interesting way oh, to the point where like we'll talk about that yeah it's just so it, and it's just like that would took me completely out of the musical numbers because i was yeah. just trying to figure out actually like wait have they actually physically made a set to look bigger so we're actually seeing like what they assume is real life size cat oh, it was so confusing so i definitely don't remember maybe the first 30 minutes of this film <laughs> I just so. felt like I was in pain when I just subjected myself to it for this podcast. So I hope you guys are Oh, yeah. Happy. We should also probably mention that, I mean, this is the first time I've ever watched this film. Because I, refu- yeah, I just, I'd never ever went, to, I refused to go and see it in the cinema. 
Yeah, I would never pay money to see this film. No, I would be annoyed if I'd paid money for it. I think it Can came... You imagine? I think around the same time Star Wars came out. The last Star Wars episode came out. So I went yeah. to see that. Yes, I went to see that. Not that I was seeing it instead. I just remember that December was more like Star Wars for me than... Yeah, Cats. this was not a movie I would have chosen to see at all. I had yeah. no intention of ever watching it. I, we opened the podcast with me saying that I'm just... <laughs> it's just not my vibe at all. I would also say that this this film was also my suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologise. Uh, uh, but yeah. No, but it's good because okay. we haven't done a musical yet, have we? No, we haven't. Exactly. I mean, if you start from the bottom, the, you can't go any lower, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this film had a budget of 80 to $100 million. Yeah. It's 110 minutes long, so just under two hours. Yeah. And it made $75.5 million, so it lost money. And it was estimated that Universal Pictures, who produced it or like distributed it, lost $114 million because it bombed in the box office. Ouch. I'm not surprised, though. I'm not, Are we surprised? I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. But it was it was definitely hoping to be one of those like Christmas film releases. Yeah. And stuff. And also the cast is really interesting. We've already kind of mentioned that they have a mixture of celebrities, mm. musician celebrities who are trying acting for the first time, it feels yeah. like. And, and dancers. And trained dancers with like musical yeah. theatre backgrounds. And yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. So the lady that played Victoria, Francesca Hayward, she's the principal dancer for the Royal Ballet. Yeah, there's a lot of Royal Ballet people in yeah. this film. I think so. It's a Mr. Mistopheles cat. I think he's Royal Ballet as well. He's Brit. I actually liked him. I can name, I can only know the name of the cats that I like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I just. Yeah, there's. I mean, Rebel Wilson, James Co- James Corden was in it. I was going to ask you about that. What did you think about James Corden in this film? I don't like James Corden generally, so mm-hmm. it was just also rushing. But he was very kind of token casted. I think he's like yeah, he's James Corden is himself as himself, and his like comedy that he chooses to do now is not funny. Gavin Estacey, however, is funny. It's very is funny, and that is a very different type of humor that he is doing now and his character mm. around Smithy is very funny because I think it's quintessentially British yeah. that kind of stuff I think James Corden was probably kind of he was promised a very small role he at least had one song and yeah. he played to the very comedic like the very basic kind of lazy comedy that he's known for which is yeah, whatever for sure I'm not gonna lie but the most confusing casting for me was Jason Derulo like I really Oh, I I, I just know it. for a f- I, I just I know it. I I know for a fact that he had never ever ever heard of the musical before this, and he was probably just offered it, and maybe he wanted to dabble his little toes in some acting. Babes, why did he have a f- shit Cockney accent? Why did he try it? I don't understand. Because I definitely think that any of the other American actors in this didn't have. They didn't put on an accent, did they? Taylor Swift's character did. Oh. I, I think they tried to make them all English, but some succeeded in varying degrees more than others. But Jason Derulo's one was just so bad that you can't ignore it. Yeah, I agree. Because of the design of the cats and the, and the <laughs> fact was... that they had, they were like cat bodies, but with like hands, feet, and like the actual human face of whoever was acting, it's yeah. very jarring to see like Jason Derulo. <laughs> Oh, it's just madness. Like, I want it to, was. like, no. I mean, we'll get onto the CGI because there's literally, this This film is known for how bad it is. But yeah, yeah. come on. Although, he is wearing my favourite prop, which is his necklace. Was <gasps> oh, I wrote that. Fishbone. I wrote that down. I wrote that down as one of my favourite props too. Yeah. Also, I think just a couple of the other collars that I just noticed were kind yeah, of cool. Yeah. But then it did yeah. make me think that these people have to wear the collars as, like, real things. Or did they, did they look actual CGI? But then this is also goes on to the point of like, why did some cats wear clothes and one some didn't? Like that one random cat that wears the red suspenders, the railway cat. The railway cat, who also then tap dances. 
I hated it. I hated uh I don't enjoy I think also I was watching this film and I was thinking, don't like dancing. Like I <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Like I really like I will like happily go to a club and go dance, that's fine. But like mm. dancing to me, I objectively know it's a really very well respected talent, very and you have to train loads for it. But I'm never like satisfied with like someone who has a solo mm. dance move. Or maybe it's just this film, but and the choreography, the choreography was not like the best. But I was never like whoever, whenever a character, a main character had like a dance solo, I was like, okay, cool. They've just done some twists. But then if it was, if it was like a different film, or if it was, I've been impressed by other dance solos before, but not this yeah. these ones. I think so. it's the film because I think that Francesca Hayward. I mean, her role is really weird. But you can tell that she's a dancer and she moves in that way that makes you want to watch her. I thought she was actually really good. Her speaking bit was a bit shit, but I, I don't really blame her as an actress. I blame the, the script because I just think her lines were a bit stupid. But then it, there's so many close-ups of her face that I'm just like, oh, was the director trying to get more out of her than she could give? Or is it the role? I don't know. There's all of this combination of stuff. But the way that she moves was amazing and... I feel like she really captured my attention, so I get why she's the kind of core holding this film together. And she was a pleasure to watch. But I really do think that the dance numbers were so cringy, and I yeah, just and did not, not and enjoy like, them. And like you said, musical theatre is campy, and this was yeah, and campy not. is enjoyable, and this was yeah. campy and cringy in like the unenjoyable way. Yeah, because there's ways that when I watched her dance she was great but then like when when she was doing like this weird random interpretive dance in like i said in the first like 10 minutes i was just like i don't understand what's happening and then all of their weird dance numbers per cat just really didn't make me feel like i was immersed in a musical it just made me feel like i wanted to rip my eyes out of my face yeah this is the i think and that comes with like the failing of adapting a musical correctly for film yeah because the so emotional you can't speak you sing and when you're so emotional that you can't sing or speak you dance so that's why Mm. dance numbers have such a weight yeah there's like a big like theatrical anticipation for them Mm. and then when they actually do happen they're like usually really impressive and etc so there's always a a reason for them and it's usually during an inherently emotional scene but again, like none of this, did any of it make it make you feel emotional? Jennifer Hudson singing Memory was the best At the part end. of this film. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. it. That's what I take away from this film. But can I also say one other thing, which is, mm-hmm. some of the numbers, I was like, what are you saying? Especially in Jason Derulo's... Oh, he's no enunciation. I was like, enunciate! I can't hear what you're saying. I had to put subtitles on. I don't know what's happening. It's just like, mm. this, is, this is the vehicle for which the plot is derived and you can't even enunciate. So why are you here? I feel like I just, so much of it was just unnecessary. Just cut it out, you know? <laughs> like, there's some people that I was just like, why are you in this film, man? Just, just yeah. no. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that a lot of this film actually suffers from having such well-known celebrity people in it. I hate yeah, it, it doesn't Ian die. McKellen in it. Yeah. Like, I was like, Gandalf, so... what are you doing? Because he's not at... Oh, there was a bit about Ian McKellen that I wrote down because I felt it was really awkward because obviously these actors have to physically act like cats and it's... Yep. <laughs> that removed... That also... Made... Once I realised that and um, once I saw this specific scene of Ian McKellen licking out of a bowl... Hated I it. I literally hated it. And then that really made me clock that these actual well-respected human beings who are actors who have got you know a collection of nominations between them all have to literally act like an animal and it literally it felt like those that typical kind of everyone knows that stereotypical kind of first or second lesson at drama school where you have to like act like animals and it's just like oh they're really tapping into that right now and it just felt so uncomfortable because it's also like like you said you you think of Ian McKellen, you think of all his bigger roles he's well-known for. And it's again, removes you completely from the film because you're just like, this is just Gandalf licking 
from a bowl. <laughs> the thing that you said about the drama school thing, because I think Taylor Swift is the one who said in an interview that they all had to go to cat school. And they literally had to do it for like a, like three days. <laughs> oh my God. Do you um, think you would have like just like quit after that? Yes. I would have... Uh, I wouldn't have been able to Babe, last. Would you have taken on this role? I would have absolutely not. No, because but the thing is, I think people took on this role because it's a, obviously a w- very well-known, and I say in quotation marks, respected musical because it's written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, blah, 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 and it's had yeah. some history. And I thought, okay, and I bet you there's loads of trained musical theatre actors who are dying to get their time on a film, yeah. a musical adapt. And so the minute they get the opportunity, they probably say yes. Yeah. However, if I was in their position and then I saw they did a run-through of kind of like, this is how we're going to design the characters this is kind of like what the look and feel is going to be like and these are the bits of training that you need to then do before we even start filming i would be like sayonara yeah we need to go back to the drawing board because this is not going to work no. because also like i feel bad for francesca hayward because this is her first big on-screen yeah. role and she wasn't bad and she wasn't bad but it's like it's just like it's not fair to her yeah. because it's such a bad film yeah and she's good yeah she was really good i just obsessed with her face like i yeah, don't me, get it. me too she's like her features gorgeous. are crazy yeah i know i was just like and the way that her mouth moved yeah she's one of those people that really magnetizes you to look at her like just everything about her the I way that she looks the way that she moves all of her tiny she's a trained dancer features. we get yeah, we so, get but it. she's just she's one of those people dog. that you just have, you can't stop watching her. My other thing is, is that, so, I was just like, I just don't understand how, why did Ian McKellen say yes? <laughs> so I understand Judy Dench because she wanted to be in Cats and never got a chance to be in Cats the musical on the West End or on Broadway. Yeah, because historically her part is played by a man is a male character exactly so they wrote this part for her in the film so fine she gets to do what she wanted to do for ages it's like a full circle vibe for her fine and everyone else i'm just like did you really need the money that bad like this is miss taylor swift you did yeah. not need the fucking money do you know for what this. she was my favorite cat entrance though loved it 10 out of 10 here for it. I look, I mean, I'm not going to lie. She did look, she looked, she was one of the better designed cats, oh, I also will say. I mean, but she was only there for 10 minutes. That's why. She also kind of played a villain, which I kind of was like, good for her. Um, I really also, but just talking about her design, why did she have boobs? Don't like that. Didn't need that. That's what I noticed. I oh. noticed that actually, I noticed that actually, I clocked on later rock because there's a, the scene where they're all trying to magically get old what's the f- deuteronomy yeah deuteronomy back they're trying to magic her back yeah whatever and all of the cats are basically crowding around this basket where she sits and none of the female cats really have boobs or like defined um like human features yeah and i thought if you're gonna be consistent also make sure that taylor swift's like body is is also the same like why do they no i like, think they sexualized her for a reason <sighs> I just don't like it. Why would you even do that to a cat? You're really fucked up because you made them humanoid. I don't like that. Then why are you sexualizing her? Like, why is she wearing heels and why has she got boobs? I don't understand. I was actually going to say who's going to find that hot, but there's probably someone on the dark web that. I mean, a hundred percent. Whoever is listening to this, please don't email us. I don't want it. Also, just hope. Please stop listening, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The, the performances weren't, like, that amazing to me. No. You know what I mean? 100%. But a musical film that is literally a sung-through plot... Hun, it was boring. The singing needs to be really... It, the, it, it yes, was boring. It was boring. Yeah. I, I did, I like, <laughs> did other things yeah. while I watched it because I was like, I, didn't need, I don't need to watch this whole thing all the way through because I kind of get it. Totally agree with you because exactly what you're saying. So there's so much bonkers shit happening. It's absolutely <laughs> wild. And then it's still boring. Like, how have they managed that? It's just a ridiculous notion that there's all this stuff happening and you just can't you- hold people's attention. It's just, I guess because it's just so going through the motions, there's no plot. And then, and then like, some of the, like, some of the numbers were just too long. Like, Rebel Wilson's number was too long. It was so much. I know. The dancing cockroaches really finished me. Do you know what? And also, like, I mean, 
And I, I don't want to do this because I, I don't like doing this because every film should have its own thing. And it's really, but it's really hard not to compare any musical number that's to do with kitchen, tableware, food to be my guest. I knew you were going to say that. Beast. <laughs> but, the, but the animated version. Yeah, of course. The animated version, not the no, live action. We don't talk the about the live version. action one. They don't exist. Shut up. <laughs> I really have a uh, beef Disney with them. Disney would beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> I have a beef with them. We probably will come circle back to it in this podcast at some point in an episode, but don't talk to me about Disney remakes. I think that Be My Guest, like, you cannot beat Iconic. it. So Iconic don't even cinema. Bother. Yeah. Like, don't even bother trying to re... I know that you're trying to recreate your own version of it, and it probably is... It's probably in the film. And, like, we're trying to introduce Rebel Wilson's cat character as, like, someone who's uh, stuck in a house... And wants a better life, but she's so she's literally trained other animals that live with her to like be her musical orchestra or musical like kind of group. Yeah, it feels like. And but it's just kind of like not doesn't hit the mark. No. And also they definitely casted Rebel Wilson for those little one liners and her like comedy because she's she's just known for it. But so it she just basically wasn't funny man as as well. It, yeah, her cameo and her little moment in Ghost Rider was funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah did you did you like any of the cat as characters or just like the performance wise any either or i didn't like any of the cats as characters okay oh except for the magician one yeah magician was was my favorite cat yeah he was kind of cute i just didn't like really any of the cats but one of the cats that really stood out for me for being the most uncomfortable watch was (laughs) was is it Ray Winstone? Oh my god (laughs) yes i actually blanked that out from my memory I cannot like, believe on... Ray Winston was like, yes, this is the film that I'm going to do. What in the actual fuck? Ray Winston, notoriously skilled musical theatre performer, beautiful singing voice, definitely awful and so jarring and just definitely not, didn't communicate the character that they obviously were trying him to be. He's like, I just, I was like, right-hand man essentially but you see him for like two seconds of the film and he has his own little song and i just also this is this is what kind of removed me for the film again because rebel wilson and james corden have got this very kind of back and forth comedy thing it's it's very much the same though as her role as fat amy in pitch perfect and what is that man's name adam divine uh, is that his name yeah, Divine, it's like very yeah. much the yeah, same because yeah. they're it's like very rep- it's like playing on ch- chubby humor. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, it's yeah. lazy. It's super lazy. But it's just also the fact that just them two had to sit there <laughs> and watch Ray Winston I, sing. I know. <sighs> I don't know how I would have got through it, but then again, how would I have got through this whole any of this film? If I, I was filming it. How they shot it um, and weren't like. <laughs> I know. But speaking of cats and like favorites or non favorites, did you have any kind of like favorite names? Because all of the names are so ridiculous, and they talk about names of cats I so often in the film. That. But I just didn't. I hated that song. I still didn't get the no, point neither. of it. Like what we have a so they have their own. They apparently they have three names, right? Yes. The one that humans call them, the one that they call Fells, them, and then a, like another cat name. And then the one that the cats call them, like their yeah. nickname or something. I don't, I don't know. know. But basically, the only cat that has sort of an a, has an actual human name is Victoria. Yeah, which I think is a really stupid name for a like cat. The main Sorry, cat. but what? <laughs> yeah, but then every other cat has like some ridiculous. But I guess because she hasn't been like in like introduced yeah, to the, the so. group, so but so every other cat has like a crazy name. Jennifer Hudson plays the well-known Grizzabella. Grizzabella. The glamour yeah. cat. Yeah. And I mean, old uh, Deuteronomy is like a nod to the uh, Bible. Yeah. yeah. As like, who is also like a kind of leader as yeah, well she's in like, the Bible. Well, yeah. And her role is kind of like as judgment as well, which is interesting. I guess if you, if you want to go that deep yeah. into it. But. Yeah. I think that was more of the work the poem was yeah. doing than yeah, actually. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Tom Tugger is a good name. Stupid, but good. That's Jason Cerullo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, Ian McKellen's character was called Gus, but his full name was Asparagus. <laughs> I did not remember that. And I'm just like, 
That's so I'm just like, bro, just some kids name you when you were younger and 100%. it just stuck. <laughs> How funny. But no, I think Mr. Mistopheles is a great name for a cat and I, I do like that a lot. I just Elba plays McTavity, who is the... Yeah, McCavity. I really didn't like that name. I really didn't like his character. I didn't I don't like, like anything it about that role. He was so... Actually, he's probably one of the worst designed cats because he's so fucking creepy with those yeah. green eyes. And because he's got Idris... And Idris Elba's definitely obviously got some work done in his teeth. And they didn't... And this is one of the things I noticed. None of them actually had like... They occasionally had claws. They mm. didn't have sharp teeth. Yep. They all had human teeth. And Idris Elba's teeth was like... Perfectly straight, and I'm just like, bro, yeah. you're a cat. Why do I you have mean, be- like? Why yeah. do you have like veneers? <laughs> Everything about his role is just like, why? Why is it Idris Elba? Like, I, why, why, why did he say yes to this? I mean, I know he's picked some bad stuff, and I don't know. There's like this whole thing with Idris Elba because historically, black actors haven't had good roles to play in English cinema, TV, or anything. Then he got. Was it The Wire and Across the Pond? Oh, uh, he played Luther. No, but he didn't he get what The Wire first? And that's what got him the part as Luther. There's like literally a report <laughs> uh, like this oh, yeah. week that came out about the, the diversity. Pro- I mean, it's been a thing in TV and film for ages. So I feel like people are really sucking up to him in kind of roles that he wouldn't usually play because, you know, they didn't give him the time of day when he was on the come up and now he's like... Idris fucking Elba, like everyone knows and loves him, you know, he's a good actor. But it's just like a weird role for him to have said yes to, I think. Yeah, I'm very confused on why I mean? he like, was... It's just not his vibe. Like... It doesn't feel like it's his vibe at all. I feel like the only person that was having a good time during this whole film was Taylor Swift and she was here for like five minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm, I agree. And she kind of, she like, she did, she put... All her yeah, she did what she came to do, and then like, she went. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and because she, she knew she had like about ten minutes on screen, and she did, she did it. And considering she's uh, not the known, like she's not the best at dancing, and she, that's a fa- known fact, she kind of did her performance very well. But they probably, you know, yeah. adapted it for her. But she, she did what she had to do. Yeah, I again, if we're carrying on with like talking about I, I was. Uh, character. I don't understand. I just want to know what Andrew Lloyd Webber was thinking when he was like, I'm going to make this one cat only magical. Yeah. Like, mystical powers. Like, what the hell? And they never explain it, ever. Never never explain it. And when it first happened, I thought I had missed something. Yeah. I thought it was kind of one of those like comical mm. kind of dust smoke, dust smoke things when you're like, you run away really fast. I was like, surely not. <laughs> Can you imagine surely he's like Roadrunner? And then suddenly Rebel oh Wilson. Yeah. And then suddenly. Rebel Wilson turns up on yep. a boat on the Thames and we're supposed to just believe that this one cat out of all of them, why did none of, why did, like, what, what? If it's like, if there's a cat with magical powers, surely that's a point of conversation within the cat community. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why does no one acknowledge it? This is the stressful thing. No one, like, we're just, a, we're just supposed to be like, yeah, that's, that's fine. That makes a, also they, perfect so sense. They, because they never explain it, I don't really understand why he can't just apparate off Nelson's column when he's trapped there at the end. I think he tries to and it's like proving that he can't, like he's lost his powers. But why? Why does he suddenly, why is he suddenly not able to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, does, and then does that mean, is it because of Jennifer Hudson? Is it because of Judy Dench? Is it because of his actions? Like, but that's not explained. And then if it is by, because of someone else, surely they would have acknowledged that yeah. they have. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber, what have you done? You've broken my brain. Um, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I really hate. I hate when yeah, magic doesn't make sense. It's the worst, isn't it? Because it's so lazy. It's so lazy, and it's really annoying. And that's usually the interesting 100%. part of why why magic exists in a film is the reason why they have it in the first place and the backstory of it. And we're just supposed to just accept it, and I can't accept it. <sighs> anyway, so. This came out like two years ago, so could it be? Re- could it be made now? No. Not no. like this, man. <laughs> I don't even think it would be made into a TV show or made. I mean, it might have like the Hamilton treatment mm-hmm. if they did it again. Record they it, made like, national theatre kind of styly. Yeah, yeah, do a, like a recording. But would do you know what? 
after this, would anyone watch it? I don't know if people would see yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. After this Mm-mm. debacle... No, I, I actually just got onto the cultural impact bit for now because it obviously has had... The musical itself has had a mass... is a massively cultural relevant relevant musical. But I think the, this film has tarnished <laughs> yeah. what people think of it and what people think when they think of Cats because there's probably people out there who absolutely adore the musical and adore Andrew Lloyd Webber and really respect it and but I think yeah, this exactly. film has really affected it. And there's so many it. things about it that people remember like everyone knows that memory song you know everyone knows it whether you know it's from Cats or not oh yeah you know, everyone knows that song they know the uh, tune yeah it's in so much embedded into like pop culture as well yeah it's the it cats as of twenty nineteen cats remains the fourth longest Broadway show and the sixth longest West End show and it first was put on stage in May nineteen eighty one the West End and it's won so many awards it's won a lot of Olivier awards and a lot of Tony awards and it has made as a musical three point five billion dollars wow. And it ran for 21 years in London before closing and a then revival, had, like yeah, I said, yeah. had a reset, yeah. like a revival. I remember that revival. It's Cat <laughs> started the mega musical phenomenon, establishing a global market for musical theatre and directing the industry's focus on big budget blockbusters. And like you, I think you mentioned like the tourist aspect because yeah. it's family friendly. Okay. All right. Apparently that would yeah. give like kids a nightmare, surely. And I was going to say it's easy to follow for tourists who probably don't maybe so speak English, no. but that's absolutely bullshit. I don't think it's that. So I not... think it's more of the spectacle <laughs> of it is enjoyable to watch, I guess, like in a theatre. I, I don't think yeah. it's enjoyable to watch it's... on film, but in the theatre, I can imagine the atmosphere and all of that contributing yeah, to it that would spectacle. make it fun. Yeah, because now if I think about what like things that are now on the West End that are probably the two go for tourists who are coming to London... Probably Lion King, Les Mis, and yeah. Wicked. Yeah. For sure. The musical itself has got cultural impact. The That's film bad. has got cultural impact, yeah. but for a negative way. God. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll so. recover from it, and I just think the actors will just kind of take it in, its, in their stride and, you know. I mean, they have as well, so whatever. I wonder if Francesca Hayward will be in a film again. Oh, bless her. I mean, she's probably like I mean, pretty, she's pretty busy, sorted but with ballet for now. Pandemic, a lot of the stuff that she was booked to do is not was not like gone yeah. through. But she danced in the Misty Copeland fundraiser for people that work in the events industry, which was quite nice. She was great. Um, I really like her. I would, I yeah. would like to see her in other things. I think she should flex those acting muscles because I, I feel like she's very watchable. Oh, yeah, so for I sure. definitely, I think that's my takeaway. Is Jennifer Hudson's singing anything, I would like gladly watch that and Francesca Hayward dancing to anything as well. I wonder if Jennifer Hudson went into the agreed to this film because it's such a, an iconic musical, but it's also she won her Dream Oscar Girls, for yeah. I Dream mean, Girls. I'm rightly slow, she was outstanding. Right, yeah, so I wondered if like she was like, maybe this is like the next or maybe she just Oscar went, maybe she's just missing it. She it? was done so, like, I'll just you know go for it. Yeah, she's done so. She, she is about to play Aretha Franklin. I know, I'm so excited. Respect. Maybe that, I'm hoping that will obviously be much better than yeah. this. But yeah, I think they did her really bad. The cast is actually, if you take them out of CGI and take them out of costume, they're pretty, it's a pretty like diverse cast. Yeah. Ish. But like, it's the kind of that Princess and the Frog thing where, yeah, it's cool that they're basing it around black culture, but she's a frog for the majority of the film. Yeah, Whereas, like, exactly. Is this, is that, where like, these wonderfully talented black actors and dancers are covered in fur and cats most of the film and then any of their features that, that you do see are they're different colour to what they normally are or they're yeah. just like exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Also we didn't really talk about this, but we should have talked about the scaling issue of the stupid film where they just made them look like We can talk about the env- we can we can talk about CGI and environment yeah. now. Let's do it. Let's- <laughs> oh my god. What is the problem with the scaling of this film? Like, why at some point are they massive? So the in the railway cat bit, it really reminds me of um, the Wes Anderson film, The Darjeeling Express. 
Is that what it's called? Limited? Uh, yeah. One of those Express, things. Yeah. yeah. Dar- oh, yeah. Dar- Dar- um, in Limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly I know. that yeah, one. I know. It's got um, Owen Wilson in it. That really reminds me of that. And there's this, <laughs> there's this bit where the cats stand up and they're as tall as the bed, but when they're outside of the carriage, they're, like, they're not that big, so they look like little borrowers. And then the mouse is even smaller. And then they've got these like weird mashup versions of London that is kind of like London but not London except for at the end when they're in Trafalgar Square <laughs> but I just don't understand oh they're so London I guess we've answered this question already it's because it's not consistent through this film so like nothing is consistent whether it be the CGI or the scaling of it so in some scenes the set looks huge and in some, you're just like, what is this cat supposed to be the size of a tiger? Like, yeah. I don't understand. I really didn't like the the environment that they designed because obviously that re- that railway dance number and song was I- an example of every like where like every different type of bad environment shot was like <laughs> made because a lot of the film is set in this one yeah. room called uh, is it the Egyptian and it's like this derelict unused. I guess bar at the time or Ibor, stage or ballroom or something like that. Yeah, ballroom essentially. So they like it's called the Egyptian. There's like not to cats anyway. So the cats have their ball there. Also, not gonna lie, imagine a ball and from the trailer you think it's an actual party. There's literally probably yeah, about like yeah. twenty cats there. I thought there would be like a hundred, but it's not. That's not. <laughs> so that looks like an actual physical set. Yeah. At some points and then other points it doesn't. Then you've got the railway number where they move. They move from the room to a different set which is a train the carriage looks kind of like a real set but then when they're actually on the railway tracks it and they got a you got like a scenic shot of like the thames and all the skyline of london that is maybe the most disgusting piece of speech no coming second was the trafalgar square oh my god it made me cringe so oh my goodness badly and then there's just that like little cgi um you know, because there's like loads of lights and stuff and yeah. just bovril just really made me laugh. I was very confused by the choices of London because they... they I know. The, us being from London, we obviously recognise a lot of those buildings and a lot of the exterior of famous settings. Like there's a, there is a scene set in Piccadilly Circus, yep. which is very obvious because it has the Eros fountain. And then, because you don't particularly know what year or what era of London this is set in. Not at all. So it's just a bit of a mixture. And then it's got lots of little, like you said, bovril. And then there's little nods to like cat-related like humour as well. Mm-hmm. Shops that sell milk, which is weird. And I just wrote down, this London looks really false. Mm-hmm. And there's a shop called Cat and the Canary. And I really hated it. But mm-hmm. the visual effects were really interesting. They had to like experiment a lot. And Tom Hopper actually decided to use prosthetic. Mm-hmm. But then he was not satisfied with what came out because he actually lost all the emotion in their faces when they sang or acted. So then I they don't went know if it was the right call, though, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And the FX, the studio that made, worked on it, was a company in Vancouver which have previously worked on redoing the visuals for Sonic the Hedgehog. What? So they were already pretty busy. So then on top of this, they had to work 80 to 90 hour weeks to do nice. the to the to do the CGI for cats, which is ridiculous. Hopper also sent to Hooper sorry sent to them would send them emails about their work and insult them during conferences. So he was really bad to work with. And this then complicated this was complicated by his lack of familiarity with visual effects process, animation as a whole. The team spent six months producing the film's two-minute trailer, leaving just four months to finish the entire film. What? The film's visuals were com- completed just hours before its premiere. <laughs> and then I think this bit goes to the cultural impact. The 92nd Academy Awards, Corden and Wilson appeared in character as their characters from Cats to mock the CGI whilst presenting Best Visual Effect Award. This was then obviously met with criticism by the animators from the production company because many of them were laid off because MPC Vancouver closed following the film's production. Basically, this film led to a special effects company closing. Awful. This is bad. 
Tom Hooper. Hello. Oh, it's so bad. That's really sad. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Is anything else you want to chat about? Anything else you want to mention? I just really would not recommend this film. Mm, no, don't watch it at all. Don't waste your time <laughs> at all. There's, I, I no, I wouldn't even suggest it for like a, a joke. No, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. 110 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. Just bear that in mind. We're doing, we're doing the hard work yeah. for you. We've just done you a service. <laughs> it is bad. It was bad. I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Watch, even so Aristocats is so, better. So you know the Aristocats is so good. You know, but there's a lot of uh, racial elements about East Asians, which I'm not into, and the Siamese cat. I just like cut it out, guys. Cut it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's aged so badly. Yeah. Right, do you want to do ratings? Oh, I'm going to give it a zero. That's it. I can't even rate this. This is shit. Yeah, I gave it a zero too. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. I know that we may have mentioned a couple of good bits, but no, no. it's not enough to even give it a one. No. Uh, yeah, this is zero out of ten. Do not watch it. Do not, just don't. And also, um, and also, just so feel so bad for people who paid for it. No, God, I felt bad for whoever the publicist was for this film as well. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what a nightmare job? Just oh God, no. Do you want to ca- guess IMDb? Oh no, I'm scared. I feel like it. It's gonna be okay. I'll be positive and give it three and a half out of ten. <laughs> Higher. Lower. L- lower. Ooh. 1.7? No. Two okay. and a half. Close. 2.8 okay. out of 10. What's the what is like 10%? Higher. What? Uh, 20? <laughs> is that uh, too high? It's... 21? 19%. Okay. Uh, did uh, this get more it, than sex in the city? <laughs> I literally just googled it. Yes, this is our bar to measure now. Sex in the City too. So City got sixteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and this got nineteen. So nineteen percent. They're both bad. But come on, how is Sex and the City worse? worse? How is this? How is Sex and the City worse than Cats? I guess it's racist and sexist, so maybe it is worse. But this was just a bad film. Yeah, bad for different reasons. I'd say. Oh my god, though. Oh, jeez, Louise! I was not expecting that. There yeah. you go. But mm. also, I saw loads of like, I don't know who's reviewing on Google, but <laughs> loads of Google people were giving it a good review, and I was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I wonder if they their just general taste is bad. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, like we yes. mentioned, it lost. It was a box office bomb. Came out on yeah. the twentieth of uh, December, twenty nineteen, and. Universal Pictures distributed it, lost a load of money, and critics basically criticised its plot and visual effects and general... Everything. Uh, like we've mentioned, a lot of people felt embarrassed for actors who have to have this on their resume, <laughs> but essentially have their have this like in the IMDb page. Like mm-hmm. Peter DeBerge of Variety said, like we've spoken about Francesca Hayward, trips up the careers of promising newcomers. Yeah. I think that's the saddest part about this. Yeah. And then he criticised the direction effects and predicted the film would appeal to furries. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Though many furries also found the effects disturbing, so they also piped up and had their opinion. Good for them. Good for Uh, them. Rolling Stones gave it a 0 out of 5, saying it was a bizarre film with terrible special effects and made the audience want to cry for mercy. While Hooper traps the actors in airless, lifeless bubble of a film that scarcely <laughs> gives them room to breathe, much less develop a character. Ouch. I mean, true, but ouch. All of these critics are really negative about it. Like, some of them talk about, obviously, the costumes. Like, some of them talk about the inconsistency. I will also agree, the inconsistency of the CGI fur was really distracting because you've got close-ups <sighs> of some of the hair in 2019, fur. man. It, like, you can't mate, do that in the 21st century, hun. Mate, literally, this film came out after Avengers Endgame, and Avengers Endgame is probably one of the n- nicest CGI 
films I've seen because the space is done so like the space yeah stuff is yeah. done so well. Yeah. Uh, how did this not get the same treatment? I do not know. I don't. But um, we didn't need this. I should say Andrew Lloyd Webber himself was critical of the film, calling it ridiculous in an interview with the Sunday Times. He said the problem with the film is that Tom Hooper decided that he didn't want anyone involved who in it that was involved in the original show. Interesting. Didn't realise that Andrew Lloyd yeah. had no had no input in it. Oh, like, no. Yeah, I always feel like it's bad when people do that. Like, if you're going to make a film off a Broadway show and not include people that are in the Broadway show, I think you're missing a trick. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if it's the creator and writer of the mu- the musical just doesn't themselves. make sense. Yeah, he like sure that this. I'm not gonna lie. Like I know that we started. This has put Tom Hooper in a very bad light. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Like, I mean, just he's don't on... be a dick to your people as well, man. Like, don't be a dick to the people that are doing hot most of the film for you. Like, your direction doesn't mean shit if the CGI isn't good. Like, don't be a dick to exactly. them. They're working and ninety like, hours. No... Like, come on. The least you can do is be nice. Yeah, and like, he's done other musicals. Like, why is he crap at directing this one? I yeah. guess like Les Mis didn't particularly have much dancing in it, so maybe that was like why, but it was just like Hugh Jackman just singing, yeah. like in the rain. Yeah. Um, so, don't really understand. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, don't watch this film. Yeah. That's us. That's it. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAR supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.